Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com
Welcome to Ross Patterson Revolution, kids. We got a big show tonight. One of my favorites, uh, a guy named Tyler Kornak. He's uh, the writer, director, and star of uh, of a comedy troupe called Tiny Cinema. Um, they're huge on Instagram. They've got a, a YouTube channel as well. Dude, these guys make the fucking funniest videos on the planet right now. Uh, the thing I love about them in particular is they use the full fucking minute on Instagram of like a beginning, middle, and end, uh, and every single sketch is devastating. Like I've never seen them not put out a funny sketch. And I hit them up and I just said, "Hey man, I'm a huge fan. I'd love to have you on the show." And they're they're getting ready. They're in pre-production to to start a movie, and uh, so they're getting getting geared up for that. And I said, hey, man, I, I would really appreciate if you could just take some time out of your day to sit down and chat with me. And luckily enough, he said, he said, yes, hey, man, I'd love to be on the show. And it was arguably one of the funniest fucking episodes we've ever done on the show. Uh, occasionally, you just hit it off with somebody and you're like, yo, that dude gets it. Like, if I'm looking for a partner in this world to murder somebody with, I know he's not going to say anything like that guy's not going to say a goddamn thing to anybody. Um it, it, and it's rare. Uh, some of these interviews are hit and miss. This one is is definitely on target today. Um, but of course, we have some sponsors who pay for this whole fucking show to be on the air. So let's get to them. Uh, first and foremost, we're talking about uh, BlackRifleCoffee.com. BlackRifleCoffee.com is a premium roast-to-order coffee. It is 100% veteran-owned. Um, they, they, they make it fresh right in the warehouse. They're not rebagging shit and then shipping it off. Uh, they're making that shit fresh and then uh, boxing it up, sending it out to you. They've got a coffee club of the month, which I highly recommend. It gets delivered to your house on the same date of every single month. You don't have to think about it. It's about $4 cheaper than Costco. I'm a K-Cup guy, but they also have bags. Uh, two of my favorite blends are caffeinated as fuck and the Just Black. Uh, also, their apparel is second to none. You see me wearing it all over Instagram all the all the time. Uh, I love their shit. Um, some of the finest coffee on the planet. Some of the best dudes there is. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the one-time promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off at Black Rifle Coffee. Highly recommend using it on their uh, Coffee Club of the Month. Next up, we've got When Darkness Falls. He doesn't catch it. Yes. Talking about my new book. Last one blew up. Sequel's coming out now. We're coming in hot. Pre-sales are, are, are available now. Talking about that bestseller list, I promise I'd give you an update on the numbers. We're, uh, we're about 2,700 copies away from making the bestseller list, and uh, we're right around the 60-day mark. We're, we're, we're right in there, dude. We're right where we need to be. You got to go online, though, and, and pre-order the shit out of it. If you like weird content like the like the guy I'm talking to today and, and all of my shit, the only way that is possible is if you go out and support it. Um, so please go and buy a copy of the book. It's it's a sequel to it, Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed. And you're goddamn right to put Harriet Tubman on the cover. Didn't shy away from it. I went as, I went as hard as rain in, in this one. Uh, please uh, go out and pre-order. It's available on uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all that other bullshit. Uh, do it, and I'll keep updating you with the numbers on the bestseller list. Uh, next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is the premier energy drink in the biz. You can kick the can, kids. You don't need it anymore. Uh, you can keister it. You can throw it out the window. Strikeforce is going to pay for all your pollution fines. Uh, just do it. 
It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch. You rip it open, squeeze it into any liquid available, and they got four amazing flavors. They got orange. They got lemon. They got Make America Grape Again. And uh, you know the Ridge is still on my list. I still drink the Ridge. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, it's a nice summertime drink. Goes goes great with vodka, too, by the way. I drink the shit out of that. Some Stradkas is what we call it in the biz. Strike Force and vodka. Um, go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off, and that's good every time. And they ship everywhere in the entire world. They got a 10-pack, 40-pack, and a 750-milliliter bottle that rests on your bar top or countertop, and you can just boom, boom. Pop a couple squirts in and go. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Next up, we've got StraightRazors.com. I feel weird not doing this with Jesse because she does the Straight Razors ads now. You like it? Um, StraightRazors.com is, uh, look, they, they've got all the products you need for, for, for a man on the come up. Uh, they got beard oils. They got uh, mustache waxes. They got shampoos, conditioners. They're aftershave. Um, is second to none fucking smolder. That's my jam. I use it every single morning. And, uh, and those of you out here who are saying, Hey man, I'm, I'm a little nervous about using a straight razor. They get a safety razor that you can try out, um, before you, you hop into the big boy straight razor and they've got kits, man. So I go grab a shaving kit for father's day. That'll tell your father, you really love him. Um, also like if you, you know, let's say you haven't talked to him a while, or maybe it's an illegitimate father. Break the ice with a with a nice shaving kit and uh, and tell me how you feel about it. Go to straightrazors.com, type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off, and that's good all the time. I use that fucking promo code. I buy my own shit there, and I use my own promo code every time. Uh, I'm not, there's no shame in it. REVOLUTION, 20% off. Last but not least, we got the Caillou app. That's K-A-Y-U. It's a free app on uh, iPhones, Androids. Fucking, you name it. It's it's sidekicks, blackberries if you have it. Um, it's there. Free to download with uh, Facebook going down in flames. Uh, everybody's looking for a new social media app to uh, to follow and get behind. Try it out. See if you like it. It combines travel, lodging. Uh, you can hook up with people. You can get naked with people. Uh, 69s. You can do 78s on there. You name it. Uh, go to Caillou. That's K-A-Y-U. And, uh, and, and just download it. No strings attached. Free app. Tell me, tell me what you think about it. You can rate humans on there, which you know I love. Uh, now we're going to hop into the show, kids. Um, we got Tyler from Tiny Cinema on, and uh, it's, it's one of the, fun, the funniest episodes of all time, man. It was just one of those magic fucking hours where you sit down with somebody and just click, and uh, he's really fucking funny. Go to uh, Tiny Cinema on Instagram and uh, just tag him. Just say, hey, man, listen to you on Ross Patterson Revolution. Love your shit. I, I can promise you, man, it is the funniest fucking channel on instagram and their sketches just absolutely crush you it's one of those channels you just lost in a hole and watch like 80 of them in 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 like an hour and just be like fuck these guys are dope um so check them out and uh here's the interview tyler how are you hello how are you? I'm I'm right as rain today, Tyler. I feel I feel real sturdy. Um, Good. So do I. How's that weather in, in uh, Atlanta? Right. You're in Atlanta. Where, where are you? I'm Wilmington, North Carolina. Nowhere near Atlanta. Oh, okay. Nowhere near I Atlanta. Love North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, you you big fan. I am. I went on a um, 
I went on a weird trip when I was young to Boone, North Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah, they got um, uh, snowboarding they, there. I, yeah, and I went to this place called Hickory Lake, and it's I still think about it once a day. It was just the most beautiful place on earth. It's so, it's I, gorgeous. There's a there's a tiny school up there called Appalachian State, and. Uh, I always like fantasize as a, as a young boy going there simply because it's you're trapped with some of the hottest girls in the world in the mountains. There's nowhere else to go, like nowhere. Right. It's like a dream. Yeah. It's, it's a weird. And, and so people don't leave there. So like everybody's going like, you know, five, six, seven years there simply for the fact of once you it's like lost. Once you leave, you can't go back. Right. Um, right. And that's like Did you say like Ross. Did you just name drop yourself. Lost. L O S T. Ross, like the store. No, no. I, I, I look. Like, I will. Yeah, I guess. It's, I guess you can't go back. No, no, you can't. I, I will name drop myself a lot. Um, but, but do not you do that. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to these days. Of course. As uh, do I. I, uh, I precede myself every room I, I walk into. I'm like Ross is here. Ross Patterson is here. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good quality what are you doing right now this exact moment i was just watching i was i'm drinking coffee and i was just watching uh real housewives of new york oh boy are you starting your day at 1 p.m in la right now uh today i am yeah because i was up late i was editing till late and then everything i have is after this after this call so gotcha gotcha um, i have control of my life like that yeah, it sounds it sounds like you're owning your own destiny. Uh, are you a diehard Housewives fan? I am. My my, I have a weird obsession with it. And I'm trying to get all my my guy friends into it as well, um, and it's not really working. But uh, my girlfriend is just a she she put it on me, and I'm I'm obsessed. I know every single show on the network. Uh, it's just you can turn your brain off and just watch these. I mean, these all the girls are wild on it. Yes, yeah, so wild child. We had uh, Michael Rappaport on. He's a, a oh, did you? Oh, yeah, He's diehard lifer. Like, dude, that guy will plan his day around oh, dude, the lot. Like, he doesn't every... he doesn't TiVo it. He watches it live. So, like, he will oh, plan dude, his day. I, around I've it. seen every interview with him. I watch uh, watch what happens live. He's on there all the time, and. Uh, no, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah. So him and my and my wife hit it off. She's a diehard Housewives fan, and uh, if she got to meet Andy Cohen, even though he's gay, she I, like she said she'd blow him. She, I think he's one of the greatest interviewers ever. I think he's like he's like up there. It's like it's like you, Howard Stern, uh, Dave Letterman, and him. I just think he's great. He's got his own thing, and he's I don't know. It's a goal of mine. To, he, I, I on that term, yeah, I, I dig his whole shit. I think his uh, his his you know watch what happens live is my favorite late night show, simply for the fact too that he avoids politics, which I, I'm just fucking over it. I can't I can't right. stand any Same comedy here. these days with a, any political shit in it, just because it's it's been done. There's nowhere to go anymore comedically right i get yeah i like turn my head as soon as i hear it I'm like, uh can't do this same same which is why i also think you lose you lose a lot of uh a lot of interest like i've had some comedians like that i love that have gotten political and i've i've i view them completely differently now i won't say who they are but i'm just not as into them anymore oh look i'll name names of who i don't i don't like anymore because of it um i can't watch colbert at all 
Uh, and I used I've to, never been a huge fan. Me but. neither, but I, I used to dig uh, when he was on after John Stewart. I thought he was all right, and you know his ratings were bombing out until Trump got elected. Because let's face it, right. that the the carpool karaoke guy was going to take his spot. Um, they were right. going to fire him, and then Trump got elected, and all of a sudden it was political every single night. I like the fact that Fallon's pretty much stayed out of it. Jimmy Kimmel right. has He's just gone off it. the fucking rails. You, so you're a big late night guy. Yeah, man, I'm 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 with you. Like I work late at night uh, a lot uh, between writing right. or editing, you know, all these fucking movies or or shit. I'm a late night guy. Like if if I had my druthers, I go hard till like four or five a.m. Right, that's how I am. Yeah, I come alive at night. I put on these blue lights. I make these weird drink concoctions, and I just love sitting and editing. Sit- Not alcohol, but I have these water enhancers. <laughs> really. Give it a couple drops, get a nice little blue tone. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Then I have I have this weird ritual. I, I chew, um, you, you know, quench gum. Oh yeah, big fan of quench. Yeah, I have a bucket of quench. <laughs> so I <laughs> so I sit there and I just chew quench and drink my enhanced water and I vape. I, I, I go. Uh, <laughs> do, are you vapor? Did you used to smoke. I just become I just became a vapor because I've had to stop smoking and I got the most obnoxious. Like the worst kind of vape because I just think it's funny. <laughs> like that, 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 like the huge square, like brick Zach the Morris huge vape. Square, huge clouds. I'm, I'm learning tricks. I'm watching all these YouTube <laughs> tutorials of all these Armenian guys who are like hookah experts, and they're like, I'm learning, I'm learning the hoops, the loops, and the, the arrows. Yeah, you can really get lost in a hole on vaping tricks on YouTube. Oh yeah, and just the characters, man. Oh boy, characters on there. Yeah, and any YouTube tutorial I'm a fan of, just because people, I, I can't imagine sitting down and showing somebody how to do anything. No, and take it so seriously. Some of the intros are just amazing, and yeah, oh, yeah, and 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 they have a they have a how to like video for every single thing on the planet. I was missing a part like from a 1994 white ford bronco the exact one that oj had when he got arrested and i didn't know how to put it in car yeah it was it was fucking amazing and that was my la car i had a picture of him cut out in the back so he was staring out the window at people (laughs) so whenever i valeted like everywhere everybody wanted to take pictures of the car and i was missing a part for it and i was like man i don't know how to fucking put this in uh went to youtube just typed in 1994 ford bronco there was some fucking dude in alabama who gave me a yep They're always like from the south too. An 18 it. minute, 45 second video of how to put this part in, and uh, and it worked. Uh, they so, really break it down, don't they? Yeah, that that southern pace. <laughs> it's so that's uh, funny. You have that picture of OJ. I have a picture of uh, well, I have a couple pictures in my car, but in my passenger behind the mirror is this really? It's going to sound. It's not as funny as you have to see it, but it's a picture of Paul Giamatti. So when you open the mirror, you just see Giamatti <laughs> staring at you. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of that. Since we're since we're name dropping who we got here, I have a fucking because we're building a new studio right now as we speak for the the podcast. Oh, cool! I have a I have a signed OJ Simpson jersey that's uh, <laughs> that I took. I took. Why it, is that funny? I don't know why that's funny. Well, here's the thing: I took it to get it shadow boxed. So I went into uh, a Hobby Lobby. I don't know if you're familiar with with what a Hobby Lobby is. It's uh, no. It's a simple arts and crafts store. Um, okay. you, you can find like picture frames, kind of like errands out there, you know? Okay. 
yeah, yeah. So you take it in. You know, the employees are just happy to 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 be alive and getting through the day. Most of them are in their sixties, and I handed the signed O.J. Simpson jersey to the sixty-year-old woman, um, and then paid her to shadow box it. Uh, the look on her face was something I'll never forget. That's seared into my head forever. But uh, I was super proud of it. Oh, you should be. I mean, he's so I've I've watched everything on him. Anything with murder, I'm a big fan of. But he was just what a man. Oh, what a man. He did it, didn't he? He's a he's a powerhouse. He did it, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he really fucking did it, didn't he? And he yeah, almost he like was... all he had to do was not go back to that hotel room with a handgun and like you know. He, I know. He could have shaved off Those that last. Audio recordings are great. So dark, dude. Oh his man, poor, his poor kids. Did you watch the If If I Did It that was on Fox recently, maybe like three or four weeks ago? Uh, if I, did, I may have seen that. I it, may have seen It was that. him conf- confessing to the murder for that book he did about 12 years ago, and Fox just decided to re-air it like, you know, maybe a month or two ago, and uh, he, go, he goes through it step by step of how he murdered Well, I, I knew about, yeah, I knew about the book, and that was unbelievable that he did that, just the balls of the, even the title was unreal crazy but i have a i have a buddy friend of mine who um i've been following the golden state killer at all oh yeah my wife is a diehard like if she could murder people just to to have something to chat about like either on the show or just in real life with her friends she would do it she's in all that shit she just finished reading that book oh yeah the michelle mcnamara one yeah who, who solved the case right yeah right what a crazy case let me ask you something would you if you could get away with it, would you do it? A hundred percent. You knew if you and you, do you know who it would be, or is it? Yeah, I I, I go after like super mundane people. Um, so right. I get, I got cut off in traffic yesterday. Go for weak people. Yeah. Yeah, like just simple people that it's just like they need to be executed. I got cut off in traffic, and this woman had a like three Jesus stickers on her bumper. I haven't gotten mm-hmm. out of the car in a long time because I didn't know if it was a man or a woman. When I looked and then I got out of the car, the stoplight, this person was endlessly flicking me off, but I was like maybe a foot behind them. So I couldn't see if it was a man or a woman. So I got out and I was like, what's the, what's the problem here? And, uh, and I saw it was an older woman, probably like maybe 62. And I thought to myself, if I could just, just fire one shot, just clean through her brain right now and end it, I would totally do it if I knew I could get away with it. Like she's not contributing anything to society, you know? No. I have those thoughts all the time. Too often, one might say. Oh man, I, like I'm I'm uh, hosting two super important podcasts that are ranked in the top 100 on iTunes. I matter. That woman does, does not fucking matter. <laughs> and I'm making cum videos, so I matter. <laughs> Would you do it? Would you murder somebody? Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I wouldn't even think my, twice about partner. it. Right? This is all we talk about. I've actually when I. I lived in Florida for a while um, and me and my friend were just so into this stuff and I still am, but I've followed people not, not with the intention to kill them, obviously, but just to feel cinematic, you know what I mean? Just to feel what a stakeout would be like. Like I just, I pick somebody out on the street and I'm like, I'm going to follow them. And I follow them for about two hours. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Running errands. (laughs) <laughs> doing watch him going to the market no intention of doing anything weird but me and my friend we, were, we would take notes and he had a really shady like classic like just a shitty stakeout car and we got sandwiches 
Oh, that's great. So, like I mean, so you, you, you did the whole dash, like you did the whole nine, like you were camping yeah. out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I still, I still have the urge to do that, but it is pretty weird and, and it, it shouldn't be done. I don't think What was morally the, like after two hours, like, did they go home? They, no, they didn't. They were out the entire time. It was a man, um, a Latino man. Hmm. That's a good um, one to kill because, look, let's face it, the government's not real concerned, you know? Again, I just want to be clear on this whole thing. I had no intention of killing the guy. I was just following up. But, yeah, he yeah. would have been great. Yeah, yeah. It, that would have been a good one where the police are like, ah, all right, Latino guy. Yeah. Like, do we want to really dig through his past right. or, you know, who was family? Yeah. They, they, like, that's, that's a good one. That's how dark I get with this shit. Like, that's a good one because the police aren't going to care that much. Where it's like, if there's a chance that he's from another country, forget it. Like, let's just chalk it up and go home. Right. Right. That's fucked up, but it's true. It is. Like, where, where is... the world we live in. Yeah, if it was a white, like, businessman who was, you know, let's say middle management at, I, I don't know, like a, like Merrill Edge. If uh-huh. it was, like, that's going to be a hard one to get away with because it's like, hey, man, there's a lot of accounts that you've opened and there's a lot of money in those accounts where what happened to Bill? Like Bill's not here for the third day in a row. They're going to go looking for that guy, right? Because he he's doing something. Yeah, he's contributing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Are how would you do it? Uh, do you have a way? Do you have a specific way? Like if you if you you know do you have a fantasy way? Yeah, yeah. So like, I, first is first is guns. Um. But then I'll go darker, where it's like, uh, you know, like like a car. Like just drive, just right. just driving over them with a with a car, where you're just like, man, I could, I yeah, like, that's satisfying, isn't it? I know, and you see them like like uh, my biggest pet peeve in life is bicyclists. I fucking hate. Oh, dude, me too. It's so bad in L.A. Oh, like the it's lanes it's here. the worst, and they treat themselves like they're a real car, and it's like, hey, man, oh my god, my real I'm so car. Glad you're saying this. I I could just flick my wrist right now, end your life, and be totally satisfied with my day. I'd go to Quiznos. Oh, yeah. I go to Quiznos and get like two sandwiches for myself. Like I wouldn't even yeah. stop. There's also arrogant too. They're so rude. Oh yeah. And they, yeah. they all have added, like they're a part of this secret club that nobody cares about, but them, I hate bikers, man. I hate them. <laughs> Same. They're like, fucking hate them. to me, there's ISIS and then there's people who ride bicycles. And, and then it, you put those right. people who get all Lance Armstronged up. Where they've got the suits yeah. on and the you know the booties. Just the whole culture. Ugh, oh, that's the worst. The worst. I'm getting sick just thinking about it. But just their whole like their outfits and stupid fucking helmets. Yeah. So Dream World to go back to it. Uh, my it would I would be in my old Bronco and it would be like a nice oh, yeah, like Bronco. an early Sunday morning where it's like six thirty in the morning. I don't I don't get up that goddamn early, but they do, those bikers. And they get together, right. you know, and ride bicycles together. They're amped about their day. They probably started at like four fifteen, had one of those uh, you know, smoothies in the shotgun one, you know, so it's a personalized oh, yeah. one that you can take it to yeah. go and maybe clip on your belt or your bike. Um, mm-hmm. and if I could, if I could clip off, cause I think 18, I could definitely mow through 18 in a Bronco and probably kill all of them. Right. There might be two yeah. strays that are in critical condition and then it's like they die maybe, I don't know, two weeks later, but I think all of them would eventually die 16 immediately, maybe two later at the hospital. Wow. <laughs> Just with a little flick of the wrist. Just, you, you. You play Grand Theft Auto? I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. 
I'll tell you what some of that rage you have out. You can you can achieve that. I know. I I tell you why though. Like you, you seem a lot like me in like uh, this fucking wild tangent we've gone into. We'll get into your your videos because you're a fucking genius. But uh, you seem like oh, me okay. where it's like I I stopped playing video games altogether simply because I wanted to write, shoot, and edit so much shit that it it started to take like time out of my day. So when right. I was in college, everybody played video games, and then I. I just stopped. You were in the editing room. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of the same way. But real quick, just I want to let you know my fantasy way to kill someone. Oh, um, yeah. Please. Sorry. Did you, did Sorry you, for not asking. You that ever, was rude of me. Oh, no. It's fine. No, it's fine. Um, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, it's going to it's gonna bother um, me the rest of the day. Seriously, now. don't worry, man. <laughs> um, so have you ever watched Columbo? Oh, yeah. The, the old school one with Peter Falk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love Peter Falk. He's a hero of mine. You big Falk but, fan? Uh, oh yeah, dude. The eye, the eye is just the best. They call him the but Falcons, anyways, by the way. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I've gone to his grave, man. <laughs> I, went to, I went to his grave to give him some love. But um, he uh, there was an episode of Columbo that's my absolute favorite way to kill someone. Uh, it starts out with this ice sculpture. I don't know if you've seen this one. But this creepy dude is just staring at this ice sculpture. Maybe it's just like a hunk of ice. And you're like, what the fuck is with this ice? Long and the short of it is they follow this guy carrying this ice. They're like, what is this guy going to do? So he goes to this dude's house who's swimming. And he just stands right over him and fucking clocks him on the head with this block of ice. But then it melts in the pool. So there's no trace of him. Oh, wow. How did they solve that? Oh, dude, it's Columbo. He always figures it out. Yeah, no, I get it. Was it cameras? Like, how did he find the dude? I actually don't even remember in that episode. I just remember <laughs> that being, like, the coolest fucking cinematic way to kill someone. So, like, quiet and smooth. I think he figured it out with this. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. Look, don't e- either way, I'm going to have to buy season nine of of, uh, of Columbo now to figure it out. So, Oh, dude, you'll get hooked on Columbo, man. It's, it's another, And he smokes these green cigarettes. Uh, that are just amazing on camera. And yeah. I've looked them up. I've tried to find them. They're just like green. They're like lime green cigarettes. It's so weird. But are, are they laced with anything? Or is it cloves or is it uh, is it tobacco? I mean, in my head, yeah. In my head, he's just doing a bunch of blow. He's just inhaling blow. <laughs> yeah, God, I hope so. I hope so. Peter Falk. He's always kind of sweaty. The Falcons. Yeah, his, his, uh, yeah, that's what they never called him. His, his fan base, the Falcons. That's a, which was a missed opportunity, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk to you today, man, because I'm a I'm a huge fan of your videos. I think Tiny Cinema oh, and I think the videos you. you're making are the literally the funniest out there today in either television and or internet. And that's no, oh, thank you so much, dude. That's, that's no nice. fucking lie across the board. I was following you. I think you had uh, about 1,200 followers on Instagram. And wow. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like way back in the day, like uh, a buddy of mine hit me up and was just like, yo, do you know this guy? Because um, you guys have very similar uh, writing styles. Because I like the fact that you end most of your sketches super dark. Right. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, that, that's, that, that's, that's our a, whole thing. That's a big one for me because you can't get away with that in Hollywood at all. Like if you turned in a script that ends super dark, they'll change it. Um, oh, yeah. Of course. In, in I mean, I have, a fr- I have a friend who's like on the opposite end of stuff. And he, uh, he's, he's a big writer here. He's just writing, you know, he's writing like big blockbuster movies and just 
um you know he says the same thing like we, we we're actually making a film this summer we got um we got a little we got an angel investor to kind of fund this little movie we've been dying to make for a long time and uh everybody i brought the script to they're like dude they're not even gonna get past the title page like just because <laughs> hollywood is so <laughs> insane um so we really had to dig to figure out a way to make it but um yeah it's just it's crazy the politics like there's so much bullshit oh it's it's the, the it's the worst i mean I, you know yeah, yeah yeah i mean i look i broke off eventually i got my start doing like teen movies and stuff and i, right. I was always a comedian and i was just like all right cool as soon as i gathered up enough money i was like i'm just gonna make my own shit and i've made some of the weirdest shit on the planet i mean to the fact like where people were offended by it like agents and some actors who were just like yo bro i i, I don't I, I can't do this movie man i'm sorry isn't that funny though when they i don't know i just find that funny when people it's too much for people same here and something. i'm like i'm like i don't understand you've never seen someone in blackface before like what what don't yeah. you get about that scene um but i mean granted we've had some where like we can't even put this out on the internet we've had a couple of those what were um, they let me, just... yeah let me ask you what were they uh, I don't even know if I should say it, but whatever. I'll just say it. Um, we had we 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 go through like meme pages to help us promote. Like they'll they'll post uh, they'll post stuff like, "Hey, follow Tiny Cinema." It helps us get followers. It's basically, like our version of advertising that we can get for cheap with some of the top people. But just some of the people you meet along the way to do it. They're like the the whole meme business is so funny to us. Oh man, I had one of them on my show. I had one of them on my show and I asked him, you know, hey, break this down for me. Such a weird world, isn't it? Dude, it's so weird. And shady shit goes down, like blood money and all this stuff. It's crazy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. So we we were going to do one where we, like, it would be almost like a a meta thing where we're like, we're showing in a tiny that we're, we're, we're paying this person for this advertisement and they were going to be we find like they, they'll say by the way in their videos follow tiny cinema but the reveal was they were in isis <laughs> and we were we we got caught up paying isis to promote our videos to get more followers <laughs> and this the scenario was too fucked up to do it in i won't say what it is i'll tell you another time but uh <laughs> it was that one and then yeah we've had a couple i can't really think of the other ones but we've had a couple where we're like nope yeah we got in trouble for the one where i uh with the dead girl oh really that got taken down a whole bunch of times get the fuck out of here yeah but we just keep posting it yeah i I wondered why you kept posting it um that's really fucking funny man that was one of my favorite sketches uh yeah i'm a fan of that one that one's good and people i mean people just were so offended by i'm like have you never seen in a movie have you never seen like a dead body? Have you ever never seen this story? This story's been told a bunch of times. I guess it was the whole me fucking her part. Like <laughs> they, got, <laughs> they got people upset, but uh, which is understandable. But come on, yeah, I it's not look. Real. It's not one. It's not real. But two, it's like if she's dead, she's dead. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's not like if a. If anything, me- I'm giving her more life. Yeah, it's not like a me that too moment. Fine. Like she's not going to be able to, you know, compartmentalize that and have to hide right. it the and rest it's of also her life. Like we had an actress that agreed to do it no problem like we didn't think anything of it but um apparently it just takes one person to report your shit one oh yeah 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 and then and then they pull it um right I, now i'm curious what this movie is 
Can, can you oh. can you say the title of the movie? Are you allowed to talk about it yet? Yeah, I'll say the title. Yeah, yeah, I can talk about it. Um, it's it's based on it's nothing like this the original sketch. It's based on one of our sketches, but it's it's just a, a little bit of the premise is that it's called Butt Boy. That's what it is, and that's okay. why they couldn't get past the the title page. <laughs> but it, um, and it's kind of just it's supposed to be a silly name, but it's played straight. We're kind of shooting it like a um a Fincher movie. So it's like a, a classic crime thriller about this guy who's a middle America nine to fiver, hates his life, kind of got married way too young, has a kid with this woman. They have a very stale relationship. It's horrible. And he goes to uh, he goes to get his uh, a colonoscopy and he kind of becomes hooked on the feeling it gets him. And it becomes like the superpower where he begins to shove shit up his ass. But it's played straight, like I said. So it's like a real drama almost right right. so he ends up this detective comes along and they both end up at these aa meetings with the detective it's a classic alcoholic it plays on all like these old crime cliches and movies but this old alcoholic uh detective um starts to get weird feelings about this nine to five guy and he's a sponsor and he starts to shit starts to happen in this town and it's like this classic cat and mouse game where they it's like heat in a way. Uh, that's it's awesome. Just, but and, and you're and you're playing it 100% dead serious, right? It's all straight. And the plot is the joke. Like you're going to have to remind yourself throughout it like, oh yeah, this guy's putting shit up his ass. This is uh, fucking ridiculous. That the dude, that's um, that's the best. That's the only way you can shoot shit like that. And like people don't understand. You don't need like over the top comedians for shit like that. You oh, know? No, it's better to have actors. Yes, man. yes. And I dude, I and do they, that for a lot of my movies. Like I, I dude, I used to hire Ray Wise all the time. And like Barry Boswick, because oh, yeah. they're super serious about it, and it right. only enhances the comedy more. We are just like, Jesus Christ! So you're you're aware of what you're talking about right now, right? Right. Yeah. That's that's the whole thing. I mean, I love that, and I also just love when when joke. It, it's really just a joke. It's like you just take the smallest thing and stretch it out into this big thing that just becomes ridiculous. But play straight. Like we're we're really pumped for it because we with the uh, the Instagram videos. You know, we always just kind of point and shoot and set up, but this we're really able to do like our cinematography really nice, and we have steady cam. We don't have a minute to, to work with, you know. Right. We're pumped to to finally get it going. So, um, yeah, we're excited for it. I wrote it with Ryan, who I write a lot of the stuff with, and uh, yeah. Well, the pumped. the thing that's interesting about it is is like tiny cinema and, and you guys' whole shit is. People don't re- like you're telling a full story in a minute with a beginning, middle, and end. That's fucking awesome. It's really hard to do. Right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Not a lot of people view it that way. I do. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm I, surprised you picked up on the beginning, middle, and end. We really try to do that. Like, there is a little bit of a structure to it. Yeah. It I mean, that, that's the only way these sketches can be as great as they are, as if there is. But the problem is, is like most of the people who have like Instagram or like big YouTube channels, like they don't do that. And it's just shit to me where it's just like, oh man, it's, you know, it's a fucking Logan Paul sketch or something. And you're like, I, this is garbage. Right. Um, whereas you guys, right. like you can tell there's, there's a lot that goes into the writing so that there's a beginning, middle and end. And also like, you know, I know you were joking about it, but I, I think your cinematography for fucking Instagram videos is great. Like, well, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's good for Instagram. Yeah. And you know what sucks too? Instagram takes a lot of the quality out. Like we shoot on a really nice camera now um, and Instagram does degrade the quality a little bit. So we have all these really nice quality videos. We just don't 
it, we, we don't storyboard or anything. We're just kind of in the space and then we're like, okay, let's just go. We'll sure. Just, uh, this looks fine. We have to say this joke within a minute. I mean, the minute is really, uh, it's kind of been a great thing for me, just directing and editing them. Like it's a great exercise because you have a minute, you know, you learn how to cut out what you don't need. You just learn a lot from editing stuff like that over and over again. So that'll help you in post on your movie too, where it's like, Oh yeah, so much. Cause people hang on to like, you know, they're in love with their words or the joke or whatever. And it's just like, man, sometimes you need to get to it faster. And if you don't have the training that you have going into it, then you'll, you'll end up with this fucking bloated movie. That's, you know, to 215 right. and uh you know it's too much yeah i mean originally when we started doing the videos we've always had the intention of doing something i mean we're all like film guys so we we want to we want to make movies or shows whatever it might be and the thing behind tiny in the beginning was it was almost just like an exercise to shoot every something i remember i heard like sam Raimi or maybe it was tarantino or something but it was like you know, shoot something every week and just get results. And then we just start to do that. We're like, oh, these are kind of funny, whatever. And then it just kind of built from there. But to say the least, Tiny Cinema has just been a great exercise for actors and everybody who loves filming. You just get to utilize it all the time and just practice and learn new things. And uh, it's been great. So I think it's definitely going to benefit in the uh, for the feature. It, it, it will, sure. dude. A hundred percent. I can promise you. And like I, every time I talk to like a film student or somebody who hits me up and they're like, yo, man, I want to fucking make my own movies and do my own shit like you. It's like, hey, there isn't an excuse that you shouldn't be shooting once a week, especially with 4K phones and, you know, editing software on phones like you can just do it on your fucking phone if need be. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's not like, like you have to be uh, rich, you know? What's that movie coming out that with the girl in the psych ward? I think it's, is it Linklater that's doing it? But it was all shot on the iPhone. I think it looks great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm not sure if it was Linklater, though. Um, they've done yeah, a, co- a couple of those Sundance movies. Is, is it? No, 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 it's not. I can't remember who it is. They've, it's, they've it's done a, a couple of those movies on iPhones. Uh, one was called Tangerine at Sundance uh, yeah, like last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't watch it because it's, I think it was like a, like a trans movie. And I'm just, uh, you know, I just, right. don't, I just don't do trans. I just, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just really, that space is so overdone now. <laughs> right. It's good that you know that. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, there's transparent and, you know, all that other shit. And I'm good. Right. I'm, I'm good. Orange is the new black. We're fine on that. It's but... a genre. <laughs> it's a genre at this point. I just feel that the trans market is is super oversaturated. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Where did you where did you go to school? Like, how, how did you get involved in, in filmmaking? Well, I actually went to I went to film school out here. I went to school for advertising at first in Miami. I went to this place called. Um, Miami ad school it was called which is like a creative um, they do some stuff with University of Miami and it's like this creative space for advertising I had family in advertising and friends and uh, you know art directors and stuff like that and then there I kind of realized that I wanted to go I had teachers telling me I would just all I would do is film and edit the entire time they're like just go to LA and just do that so then I came here and I went to a little film school out here I went to um it's not great uh la film school okay yeah which but which was good for me for the first like three months because i got to learn the lingo i guess like how to speak properly on a set and all of that and then um then it just got it became fucking bullshit after that but um 
so yeah, I met literally everybody we work with on Tiny pretty much for the most part, besides Ryan, who's like my main writing partner. Uh, we met at film school. So it's all film school people. And we've, you know, we've been doing it for like five or six years, not Tiny, but just making stuff. Sure. Has, at a film school. Has, has any celebrities hit you up for your channel of like, yo, man, I think you're fucking awesome? Um, no one, no one like huge. No one like I, I, like, we had random people like um, you know the band All American Rejects. Yeah, yeah. That guy, that <laughs> the singer of that band, hit us up. Um, <laughs> but no, nothing, nothing too crazy. I mean, we we tried to talk about getting people for that because it'll only benefit. But we really just don't even know who to who to contact for it. Um. And plus, we have this movie going now. We've been super bu- We kind of like have, not in a horrible way, but we've kind of taken a little side path because we have, we have so much work to do on this movie. So the last couple of tinies, although I think the last couple of tinies have been fun, they've been good. We, we've just been kind of uh, focused more on the movie for the moment. So Yeah, I saw the new one that, that was just released before we went on air, and it was fucking dope, man. Uh, oh, the, the Spank? That was funny. God, you- That's Austin, too. That, uh, that He's new to the the uh the crew he's really funny yeah man i because i to me like i think it's not very far or very long until you guys get your own show somewhere somebody will see we've had more so than that we've had companies reach out to us for that gotcha we've talked we've talked to like um lionsgate a little bit we're kind of they have an idea that um they kind of like and we're just going back and forth with them but we'll see i mean there's a lot of hollywood hand jobs here uh, tons. Um, it's it's the worst, isn't you it? You get all these leads. Yeah, you get all these leads. You get excited about it. And you never know what's going to happen. But that's kind of like we're just like fuck it. Let's just make this movie because the movie we know it's going to be good if we make it right. So that'll be even more of an incentive to get whatever the next thing is. Ex- know, exactly. And and the more content you make without Hollywood, like without anybody's help, then I find that everybody comes after you afterwards of like why doesn't this guy need us i don't understand that's the goal my brother yeah that's the goal you get more control i think yeah because in our whole our whole dream is to make you know we're not even trying i think i don't want to speak for everyone here but um i just want to make like five million dollar movies that would be like my dream just to be able to do that or because i do think there's going to be a resurgence in film pretty soon here I, i i firmly believe that um it might not be so much theater but I'm starting to feel personally and my friends that I talk to with a lot of these shows, although they are great and everybody loves TV now and TV is so great now, it is becoming a little bit like they are stretching the fuck out of this character and this plot and this art. It's really like you really have to sit there and earn it. Like I love, I love that for what it is, but I think there's going to be a little bit more magic in the features again. And it might be on a different platform and not as much theater, but just sitting for an hour and a half and watching a movie is literally the greatest thing in the world to me. And I feel like, you know, people in the same generation feel that, but there just has to be a new, a new wave of it all. Yeah. So I, I hope I, that happens. I, I do too. And like, that's my biggest disappointment right now is that there isn't any comedies whatsoever. Um, and if right. they are, they're Isn't going straight to Netflix and, uh, you know, you see like, like an odd, like Melissa McCarthy will pop up with one that she wrote with her husband here and there, but right. you're like, man, I miss going to a theater, like an arc light late night show and just 
laughing my ass off at something oh, completely bad. foreign that I've never thought of, seen, whatever. Um, but it's they... literally the best, the best feeling in the world to me, like going into a theater. I don't know what it is, but um, I mean, I still go tons, but it's just the greatest thrill, especially when it's just like a fun ride you're going on. Like, that's the whole thing for me. I just love like I love going on a ride in the theater and just getting getting my candy and you know yeah turning my brain off and you just get sucked into it and there's something the ac you gotta wear a hoodie it's dark i love dark rooms <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's a super editor statement right there oh like... yeah i mean I, I spent a lot of years doing it so i guess that's uh i guess that's why i love it so much it just feels like home but i just love air conditioning and in a dark room yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds depressing but it's it's not. What, what's the last great comedy you've seen? The last great comedy, as far as new, it's hard, um, isn't it? I mean, it's different because I have different. I have different. Uh, I have different areas of it. Like there's some where I'm like, hey, that was pretty funny. That's that was good. Same. Uh, but then there's the comedy. I haven't felt that like like super bad. I haven't felt that in a long time. Me neither. Probably. Probably since Superbad. I mean, that's such a fucking great movie. It's like the best movie ever. Yeah. Um, I go back to, I think the last time where I was literally like crying in a, in a movie theater was probably like MacGruber. Um, oh, yeah. Or like, like I, I hate to say Borat because it's so shitty. But, oh, dude, um, Borat is one of my favorite movies. It's same, one of the funniest and Bruno, movies I've, ever made. I thought Bruno was pretty fucking funny too. Oh, um, dude, both. And, and, dude, Jackass movies make me cry too. I love the Jackass movies. Oh, I think same, they're like same, some yeah. of the funniest. That's some of the funniest things ever put on camera. Same, same, man. I, know, I just cry. I just cry. But they're just not greenlighting shit like that anymore. It seems like unless it's a female comedian, um, you know, with a supporting cast, like where's the next Anchorman? Where is the next like right. character based movie where it's, you know, Jim Carrey's you know, done now he's off the fucking rails, but like, where, where's right. that guy? Like, and there's a ton of talented yeah. writers and directors comedically and actors like yourself who could fucking do that. They're just not Hollywood just not giving these guys the shot to do it, you know? Right. Right. And I hope, I hope, you know, with our intention, at least something bigger comes from it where we're able to keep doing it maybe take it to the next level after this one and, you know, keep, keep it growing. I hope it all works out. I mean, we're, I'm very pumped about this. I'm like super, super jazzed about it. It's it's really good. I've been rehearsing it like a play, so the act, the cast is really good. It's just it's going to be fun. So when do you guys start shooting? Uh, June 23rd. Fuck yeah! So. You've already got that. You've got a start date. Everything like this is real. This is going down in oh, four yeah, weeks. Yeah, it's like a 35 day shoot too. So it's holy like holy shit! It's intense. It's like we have great locations and uh, dude, it's crazy. I mean, we're doing like a little bit of CGI even. It's nuts. But, that, that's um, that's amazing um fuck i'm, yeah, I'm lucky I'm to get really more than pumped. two weeks on mine like just yeah, I mean, budget really wise spread it out we've used our instagram to help like even down to locations we're like hey if we use your spot can you cut us a deal and we'll promote you for the time we're there or whatever like we've really gone like the the indie route i mean to an extreme we we pull plugs and it's been it's been intense. It's been nice too, though, because all the actors working on it, we know everyone. It's like within. It just feels like a family effort, so it's uh, it makes it more fun. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I'm stoked to see it. Um, what's your What's your dream role if, if you could do anything? My dream movie. Yeah. 
I have I have a bunch, man. I have a lot of scripts that I've written with different people. I can never write alone, but um, really, yeah, I can't I can't sit down. I I have idea. I probably could. I just don't enjoy it. I don't I don't enjoy sitting down and write. Like everybody I write with, they're typing, and I just like pace and hit my vape <laughs> <laughs> and write that down, and then you know they have to write it. Gotcha. It's like the annoying part. I just can't. I don't know if it's like a patience thing or I just like I don't know what it is, but um, but yeah. Anyways, what what, what was I talking about? What, that? what would be the one you, you really want to make? Oh, you're just I have like, a really yeah. personal movie I would like to make. I'm a huge. I don't know if you've seen King of Comedy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I love that movie more than anything. It's like my favorite movie. Uh, I have a, a script called Heels that I really want to make one day hopefully it would be next but uh i want to get a big name for the the leading guy this is i'm i'm i sound completely delusional right now but no that's it, kind of it's what, it's that's not at all like you really never know what's going to happen with any of this shit like right that's uh, hollywood huh? and it, it really is and it's it sounds cliche to say where you're like man my life could change overnight tomorrow it, it could you don't know who's going to see what at any given point and I've gotten right. calls out of the blue that are so fucking bizarre where they're like, hey, can you sign an NDA and write this uh, for so-and-so? And it's just like, yeah, fuck, really? Right. Um, I'm that's work- crazy, I'm- right? Yeah, and I'm working on one now that's totally out of left field that, that's, uh, you know, I get a call in the middle of the night and I was like, who? And they were like, oh, so-and-so. And they're super famous. And I was like, yeah, I- fuck, I'll write it. I don't know anything about them and I do oh, it. Oh, dude, you got to send it to me when you're done. I, I-, I will. Um, and uh, I love reading scripts, like my favorite thing. Is it really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm, I love. I'm. I'm like you, man. I'm sitting on a ton of them. Um, I make about one movie a year, so I, I think I've made one every year for the last. I don't know, maybe You're nine, Woody Allen, man, nine or ten years. I, look, I'd make more. It's just so fucking hard, man. Um, it's so hard. People don't even realize, even with the tinies, man. People don't realize how hard it is. Oh, I any mean, we, any sketch, we, any sketch is right. fucking time consuming, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we taught that we have a really quick turnaround now. Like I said, with our schedule, it's been crazy. So literally, that that spanking one we shot yesterday, <laughs> and then I was up. I, that's what I was up doing. That's why I slept in today. But no shit. Yeah, it's that fast. Like we have to shoot because of our schedule now. It's like we shoot the day. Literally two days ago, we came up with that idea, and then we shoot it. And then I usually it's usually a day turnaround. Sometimes two if I'm lucky. Wow. Fuck. That's but crazy, just man. Staying up late, but then you have like you have it down packed. I've gotten really fast, which has been a great benefit of it all. Like I've I've really learned my way. I mean, I've I've edited for a lot a long time, but like I've just been able to exercise, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like being an athlete almost. I, I find um, I find with all these movies, this is I mean, this is me personally. Like I've shot so many of these. When you go through the process of it, pre-production's hard. You know, getting to the set is hard. Just trying to get extras to show up on fucking time. Oh, dude, just the before, the moment before. It's so <laughs> like right now where I'm living, like just the anxiety of everything. <laughs> like I look, I storyboarded the whole movie because I'm going to be in the movie too, and I just right. wanted to make sure like I had the whole, the whole thing done. Um, it's just a fucking mountain, man. And this before period is like the worst. It's yeah. So bad. Because all you do is think about and you can't go to the day of and just be like, all right, here we go. I think that was like a Kubrick quote. It was like get, the hardest part of directing is getting out of the car in the morning. It, it is because so it, it, it feels so impossible every day that like, I, dude, it, it gets to a point with me and you know, every single one of these movies 
where I'm, I feel like I'm in Shawshank just crossing off the days. When I get into post-production is when I finally feel safe, where I'm like, all right, great. I can just right. sit, sit with this movie that's done. I don't have to deal with anybody's schedules. You don't have to talk to people. Yeah, because yeah. you're on the phone, what, eight, nine hours a day haggling over oh. fucking just mindless shit Dude. with people. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm sweating right now. <laughs> Even you, talking about talking this. Talking about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you get to post, I can promise you, you will feel finally at home and you're like, oh my God, I, I think I made it. Like I, I did this. Right. Um, that's right. that's the like the first breather you'll have where you're just like, oh man, you'll be in a dark room again and you'll be like, all right, cool. I can control all of these yeah. elements because it's just- I'm back home. Yeah. It's just me editing right now, so- uh, you can control all the ed- elements, but the rest of the shit is just like, man, is anybody even going to show up for this fucking thing today? Oh god, yeah, we've been we we've kind of used our Instagram for that as well, but then we're doing like these Craigslist ads for extras. So I wanted really sketchy looking people for some of it, and boy, do we get them! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my advice my advice is this: double book what you think you need for extras, because only half of them will show up. Right, the 50%. Yep. Right. We, we've kind of done that, yeah. Okay, good. Because I, I, I've i gotten into some real fucking pickles. Um, <laughs> right, and you need that. Yeah, God, man. I had to go into, there was a a scene where I needed these two topless girls, right? And I, I mean, I had the casting director book like 10. Because I was like, man, these, for whatever reason, like topless girls, uh, they get like a conscience like the night before and they end up canceling. So, what am I doing? We had yeah we 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 had ten canceled. They talk to their dad on the phone. And- exactly, or like an ex boyfriend, because that that happened too. Right. Where like I got a call right. from somebody's ex boyfriend saying, "Hey, uh, you know Sheila can't be here today. Um, I don't You're approve like, of her doing this." I'm like, "Who like, are how'd you? you get my number?" Yeah, 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 and uh, and that's what it is. And so I remember we were shooting in Northridge, California, which is you know probably an hour outside of L.A. And I was like, these, none of these fucking girls showed up. And I was like, what do we do? There was a strip club down the street and I drove there during, during the shoot, um, at lunch. And I paid the owner of the strip club to give me two strippers to put in the movie, um, (laughs) to go topless for this scene. They were in a pool, like fighting each other with lobsters. And that's all I needed Uh was like, did you get it? I got it. I got it, but uh, there you go. I, I mean, I pulled them right story. off the stage, and the guy was like, the guy looked at me, and he goes, uh, "You want to be in a picture?" Yeah, <laughs> dead serious. And then he goes, uh, he goes, he looks at me, he goes, uh, "I'm gonna need an extra three hundred dollars than what you said." And I was like, "Why?" And he goes, "Because uh, you just took my best two dancers right off the stage," and I didn't have a choice. I was like, "All right, cool, man." Uh, you know, uh, there we go. And then Craigslist, you don't know what you're gonna get. It's scary. Oh, yeah. Because, and you never know, like, who these people are and what their agendas are when they show up. And it's like, uh, dude, you run into, you run into crazy stuff. We shot this, uh, I shot this mockumentary, uh, like, years ago now. But, uh, it was about these guys who would bank, they were like pickpocketers and they would rob a bank. This is a crazy story. But we did a, a robbery scene. I, we were so broke. We were just making whatever we could make. Um, just didn't have any money to put into it. So I paid like a hundred bucks to this store owner that I knew right on Hollywood Boulevard. I just knew a guy that had a store there because where I was working, he was close by and he did it. So they locked the doors and they stayed in the back and we shoot this epic robbery scene. There's like a fake shoot. We didn't, we, we, we did all the shooting in post, but we choreographed this whole thing in one shot. And on the third take, the, the front door just starts knocks it, or the front door just 
starts pounding and it's like the fucking SWAT team. Holy shit. LA, dude, the LAPD was there and fucking just shouting at us, but the door was locked. The owner thought it was part of the scene and he was way in the back of the store with the key. So we couldn't <laughs> open the door and we had all these fucking guns drawn on us. Finally, we ran back to get them. They bring us out. We're all wearing masks uh, and, you know, prop guns. And we like screaming. We don't have permits or anything. Dude. It was like, it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and they had the guns on us and there was this rookie that was on the job i think it was like his third day with the lapd and he almost like fucking shot i don't know if you know tyler tyler's a great actor he's in a lot of the tinies the other tyler yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh he almost got fucking shot in the head no uh, way the, the guy was literally the boss was like hold your fire he was like about to fucking shoot him because we weren't they thought we weren't opening the door intentionally oh, and it was just a shit show but it was an epic story, and I can show you the shot. The shot's great, <laughs> and, we got and we got it. What was the end result? Did you guys get fined at all? No, that was the craziest part. They're like, they were screaming at us, like we're like we're fucked. We don't have any permits or whatever. And they're like, all right, well, just don't do that again. <laughs> just let us go, and that was it. Wow, it was pretty fucking crazy. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I, I, no. I, I we, we've had some close call. We got, I think we got arrested on the not this last movie, but the movie before. Um, no, the, 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 yeah, the last, the, the the last movie, the cops came. We we were gonna tattoo somebody live on stage, and uh, oh shit, uh, yeah, it was against the law. Um, That's a great bit. It is, and 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 so what happened was is uh, in the movie because uh, I had to explain to the audience that like. Uh, the, the, like the police showed up and all that shit. So what I did was I, I I rented a van and drove this guy. It was called Glory Hole Tattoo, where you stick an arm or a leg through, and then whatever the tattoo artist makes is what you have to live with. And right. we got a van. We got this fucking. We we got these people in a van, and uh, uh, we drove around to like a, a Safeway park parking lot, and they got tattooed. And then I brought them on stage in front of the police, and I just said, you know, you said we couldn't do it on stage, but you didn't say we could do it in the parking lot behind the stage um and they were furious about it you gotta make your movie man yeah that, exactly um <laughs> and that's i kind of love that shit just to go back to answer your question about because this is on point but um that other screenplay the heels what i'm talking about it's about this it's about a guy who is it's about delusion and like there's a lot of people i meet here in la that think they're way better than they are and they talk a big game but they're they're the kind of people who just completely delusional people. And there's a lot of them here, but the, the main character is about a guy like that who has a lot of heart. He's almost like if Quentin Tarantino didn't make his movies and he was just Tarantino, he just talked like that, but he was <laughs> talentless, but it's about a guy who gets caught up in this fucked up situation uh, in Hollywood. And it's like this weird Hollywood story, but, um, but yeah, anyways, I just thought of that because we were talking about, doing anything to get the shots and it just reminded me of it so yeah i i uh i th that would be a rad movie uh, how many are you sitting on you think i have well i have one that's like outline i i have four four okay. that i would four that i would love to do i have a weird it's weird i i, I have a um a marriage i have like a uh what's it called like a period piece that i wrote with this other writer which i knew nothing about this time or anything but I just brought comedy to it and story and all this stuff. And he knew the language. It was like a, 
right after the Revolutionary War with the, like a Barry Lyndon kind of thing, but in the States when the country was first founded. Okay, yeah. And that's that's called American Duel. It's about these guys who travel uh, travel around duel. You know, like they used to do the old duels, but they travel around dueling and they kind of make a living on it. It's like, kind of like this Western, but during that time. Sure. It's kind of like a Coen Brothers-esque movie, but then they get caught up in real historic events, kind of like Forrest Gump in a way, like things that happen. They run into certain characters that are that are big. So it's just a fun, like huge movie. That's the that's that's another one that I have. And then Heels, and then I have this other one, Bear, that I'm hoping to do after. If this movie does okay, we make a little bit of money on it. Hopefully, we we do. We have some good shit lined up, so I hope we do. Fingers crossed. Uh, there's. The next one I would want to do is called Bear, which is a in Montana. <laughs> what does that involve? Is there is there a bear rape scene in it at all? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, ah, it, it's we a weird, surreal thing where this guy, uh, it's like a man versus nature. These these uh National Geographic photographers. It's like silence in the beginning of the movie. There's absolutely no sound, <laughs> and you're showing their process. They're showing their process. And they're walking, and the first time you hear sound or hear them speak, this guy gets caught in a bear trap, and this big snow cat comes up in the middle of nowhere and offs the other dude that's not in the bear trap and just leaves the other one in the bear trap. So then he's like, it's kind of like misery. You ever see misery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Misery. It's like that, but there's com- there's weird twisted comedy involved. So he ends up at this property with this weird family, and it's the classic, the phone lines are down, but he has this fucking bear trap in his you know, he has a wounded leg, so he has to stay there. And then it, there's a twist, and you realize, you know, the classic thriller. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Thriller pick. At least, at least budget-wise, you could make that pretty cheaply. Oh yeah, and we have um, a, a guy we shoot with has a big ranch there, so it's based. I try to write, you know, based on now, locations. That's what I do. Based yeah. on locations, yeah. yeah. Like this whole movie we're doing is all that, which is fun. It makes it easy, you know. Oh yeah, completely. I, I this is what I tell people all the time. Like, if you if you're not writing for your locations, you're fucked because your your budget's going to be through the roof. And oh you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody understands that for some reason. Where they're like, I don't understand why you're not doing like bigger shit. And I'm like, I I don't have fucking ten million dollars. Like that's pretty easy, right? And people don't realize they'll tell themselves that they can get it, but when it comes to it, I mean, even when we do write for locations, we've had little things like finding the right diner. Like that has to look right. Um, and we've been really specific with this film because we want it to look like David Fincher directed it. So we, it's been a very like, you know, it's serious. We need a serious location, a serious wardrobe. And uh, Where, where'd you go for the diner? Let me ask you that, because I've shot it a couple of them. They're hard to find. Is well, ever... Yeah, they're weirdly hard. We, I, I'm obsessed with this one in Burbank called Frank's and they've just been um They've just been not getting back. So I think we just found the right one. I forget what it's called, but it's like 45 minutes away. But it just needs to be really cinematic. Right. I, be... I hit up Frank's, by the way. They were expensive. Were they? Well, we, we, I walked in and I was like, yo, this is what we have for this amount of time. You guys are closed. So we're just paying you to sit here with two guys. And they've been like, yeah, that should work. But then I just don't. They don't call back. Yeah, so, it's the worst. Know. And I'm tired of chasing them. A- L.A. is the worst because no one is excited about making films there. Like, they're, everybody's oh, so no. o- over it. So, like, when you talk to these location people, um, they're just like, yeah, great. What is it? 
are you going to destroy my shit? Awesome. Can I have $10,000 for the day for it? Because, you know, right. a CSI shot here in 94 and I got 10000 right. for it. And you're oh, like, dude, that's everywhere. That's oh, everywhere. God. It's the fucking we worst. Laser tag. We have a laser tag scene. Uh, <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. Where, where'd you find that? Arcadia? Like That's in, that's in Glendale. I was going to say, that had to have been outside of The lady's it. actually really nice. She's really sweet. And, I mean, she doesn't know I'm going to be putting children in my ass but i guess <laughs> she'll she'll find out when you get there you know yeah or she won't yeah <laughs> yeah i find shooting out of la everybody's more susceptible and like excited that you're shooting a movie there so they're like hey this is fun and we're making a film and yeah just give me like you know enough money to pay the electricity bill for this location and you're like oh this right. is awesome whereas in la like you know Fuck, everybody is in film, and they're like, I, I had somebody walk by on, a, on an independent film and just look at me, and they go, what kind of camera are you shooting on? And I was like, oh, whatever it was at the time, like a red and whatever, and they just walked away, and they go, fucking amateur. <laughs> I was Dude, like, Jesus. I, I fucking love that, though. I love <laughs> when people do that. It's like the greatest thing. I, anybody who talks tech over, like, story, and it's like tech is at the forefront, I just, it's so comical to me. <laughs> same where it's just like hey man a, a great script you can overcome fuck. it yeah you can overcome anything with a great script and great acting like it could look like it was shot you know uh, underhanded on a fucking uh a, a t-mobile sidekick um but if if it's a good story and good actors like you'll sit there and watch it right that's exactly i try to make friends with people too uh just on the locations thing I try to just like make friends with all the owners of these places just in case I ever need like a deli, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So do I. And like, I have my go-tos for uh, like, I still have them that are like my go-tos where I'm like, fuck, this location is dope as shit. It's cheap. They don't care. And they're relatively cool all day. Um, right. That's and, the best feeling. And you have all the freedom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the, there's a great one in a, man, I probably shouldn't be telling this on air, but fuck it. Um, there's a, a a VFW in Van Nuys. Um, I, man, I've shot like five or six movies there, and they're just the nicest people. And it's once you get in, it, it could be a banquet hall. There's like a dirty like bar downstairs. Um, it, it's like nine locations in one. And it's, oh, you're gonna have to send me that. Yeah, it's super cheap, and you can set up like I mean, you know, like a banquet if you wanted, like like a hundred tables in there. Uh, there's also a stage so you can make it look like a, like a high school, um, you know, kind of presentation or whatever, where people are, you know, like a talent oh, I show. I might actually need that. I might actually need that. Yeah. The, 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 v I'll have you text me what it is. I will. Yeah. The, the VFW and Van Nuys, man, it's, uh, man, it was my go-to for, for a lot of these, uh, the diner wise, I found one off of, uh, Balboa. I had to, I shot this movie called Helen Keller versus night wolves. Um, <laughs> That's, um, i gotta see that it's it's like i i got on a huge kick for i, I used to i think i've heard i think i've heard of that actually probably it, i got on this huge yeah. kick like fdr american badass uh pool boy drowning out the fury i got on this huge kick of making fun of b movies from the 70s oh dude it's the best same so like i was i was leaving like but like boom mics in the shot and like but i would tell all the actors to play it seriously so i would get you know like I needed a like an action star for Pool Boy, so I got I get Kevin Sorbo, and I had him play it like a drama, like the entire fucking right. thing, and um, like that type of shit, like I love. Um, but oh yeah, it's the best. And I think there's going to be a resurgence of that too. I think that I think a lot of people like that. 
I, I, just- I do too. And like, I, I've carved out a pretty decent niche in that space where it was just like, all right, cool. Now everybody expects that. Um, look, there's 50% of the audience though, who has no fucking idea. Like they just don't get it. And I'm sure you, you get the same with tiny cinema where it's just oh, like, yeah, yeah. I don't understand what you guys are fucking doing. There, yeah, there's those people who don't get it, and then there's people who just go out of their way to be fucking horrible. And then you're like, all right, well, fuck you. I was just, <laughs> whatever. But And anybody who leaves I mean, like I've... a long comment on Instagram where you're just like, why would you even spend time out of your yeah. day to, to, to say how much you hate something, you know? Dude, I've done some weird shit. I mean, I've like DM people like, hey, man, what the fuck? Like, why? <laughs> dude, dude, and then like, I get a full cover, and then they're always, and then they're always like, "No, dude, I'm a huge fan. I was just fucking around." I'm like, what, "Why'd you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that to me, <laughs> my friends?" Yeah, I've I've done some dark shit like that. Like somebody, I used to do these things called Freeman Fridays on my Instagram. It was uh, I, I would it was Morgan Freeman narrating like some super fucked up video every Friday, uh-huh. and I did it every Friday for a year straight. Um, and this one guy wrote me and was just like, I fucking hate you. You're the goddamn worst, like on my feed or whatever. <laughs> That's funny. So same That's thing. That's a funny comment. I DM'd him and I was just like, hey man, why do you hate me? Yeah, you get, you get real with him. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he was just like, well, I, I hate your Morgan Freeman impression. I was like, That's cool. But a, a lot of people love it. And now you said you hated it and it's on my feed. Like, I don't know what to do about that because I can't bring myself to delete it. And I'll get into like a super like dark past. So they have to live yeah. with it for the rest, like forever. Um, oh, yeah. You got to make them bleed, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went through this guy's entire feed and just I, I mean, I talked about his family. And I was just like, what would your mom think about that? Like, because you guys look super happy when you graduated oh, high, high school that day. You like, no specifics. Yeah. Yeah, I go super specific with it. Um, dude, Rappaport will physically screenshot people, and then he'll do this thing called the shame game, where he'll put their, their usernames up in his stories and be like, hey, this guy told me to go get fucked by, by a dog, and, uh, you know, go to his Instagram feed, tell him how much you like him. <laughs> Which I dig, shit I, like I dig shit like that. I dig shit like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like to get an apology out of them too. Like they gotta say sorry. <laughs> like, that's my my angle. I'm really sorry, man. I actually think you're pretty funny. Until I hear that, I'm just gonna be fucking horrible to him. I've actually stopped doing it because I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like this is weird. Yeah, like, and it's a lot of time. I'll, I'll I'll do it occasionally. Like uh, like one person, I just made a video out of them because they commented on like every you know picture of like my family or wife or whatever and so i just made this fucking video dedicated to him and i go hey man we did, so, we did something similar to a guy it blew up and it, it got a you know shit ton of views and everything and this guy was like i i got the i'm sorry out of him and he's like will you please because will you please delete the video and i go no no um this is a caution for you and everybody else so i'm leaving it yeah I feel like we we did that to a guy on our story. I just blew him up. And I think his profile said something like, um, I have great taste and great art or something like that. I was like, <laughs> oh, I have to do something with this guy. <laughs> and I just promoted the fuck out of him super optimistically. Like, check this guy out. He really knows art. He just really, <laughs> he really has great taste in art. And just posted all these like photos from like years ago. And, <laughs> Your delivery too, and your cadence 
lends itself to that where it's just so fucking demeaning. Oh yeah, god, I wish I would have shit. <laughs> I wish I would have caught that story. I really, I really wish I would have caught that story. <laughs> I can see if I still have it. Maybe we saved it, but whatever. I'm over it, clearly. Yeah, yeah. You haven't thought about it. Um, I uh, I definitely haven't thought about it. I fuck some guy today, man. The worst are like poli- like I don't know. Are you, do you have a Twitter account? No, I don't. I probably should. It's the I worst. Think, I think I think Tiny Cinema has one, and we did like two tweets, and we're like, I don't. No, I can't. I don't know. It's the worst. It, Twitter's great for news, um, but you know, as far as like blasting shit out to people or talking to people, it's the it's the worst like hellish people on earth. And then they they time up algorithms versus like who they think you are, and mine's mm-hmm. all like white women celebrities like above fifty, so it's like Grace from Will and Grace. Um, <laughs> so I see every single one of her tweets, and like I get so enraged well, sometimes. She's like known she's known for uh, speaking her mind a little bit too much, right? Yeah, yeah. She goes super political with shit all day long. Um, like I yeah, mean, I'm talking well, that whole like show now is political. Yeah, uh, but it's I'm talking like 12, 15 tweets a day where it's just like and it shows up in my feed every day to where like I start blocking these people like I blocked Barbara Streisand because she kept showing up in my feed and I don't follow her and I'm just like, cool, I had to block her. And then it just keeps going down this like white women who need like a like a closer fabric store to their house right. uh, actress wise. And I'm infuriated. So then I end up writing just like hateful things back to them just to do it. Um, right. And see if you get, you know, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's wife always we, will post this one video and it's only this one video, but she always has to say something. Every time we post it, there's, a, I always see Jessica Seinfeld. She always. In a positive way or negative? Like she's. No, no. She hates it. She's like, this is not <laughs> comedy. This is the fucking worst thing ever. And I, it's literally every time we post this video, I'll just see her on there. What? So last what? time I like said last time I said something to her, I forget what I said. But why does um, she follow you then? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. It's kind of funny. We think it's funny though because she's so offended, and it's clearly like a generational. Like I get there's an older generation. Like Jerry Seinfeld, I love Jerry Seinfeld. He's a I, I just love him. But uh, same, and I love comedians and cars getting coffee. I'm a oh, big dude, fan he's one of that. the greatest shows ever. But yeah. I also understand there's shit. You know, Jerry Seinfeld doesn't want to watch a video about you know, a come and a drink. Like I understand, you know, their generation doesn't get that as much. And she also probably hasn't dug into whatever. So I just thought we, we, we just always think it's funny that there's Jessica Seinfeld again. She really hates this video. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird, it's a weird thing. She has to say something every time. It's just, yeah. it's weird. It's weird how you get fixated on certain like weird celebrities like that. Um, yeah, and then you make a big deal about it in your own mind, and you overthink it. Like, do you, like, oh I, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, her and Jerry are talking about it because <laughs> you know Just she showed him. She showed him so far, so far in the delusion. But I felt cool too because like people had our backs. I was like, see, don't fuck with Tiny Cinema. Yeah, t- take that, Jessica. And I'm like, Seinfeld. dude, I am so far in my head. This is, I have a problem. <laughs> My my wife obsessed over uh, Terry Seymour. She she used to date Simon Cowell, and like she was like a host <laughs> on Extra. And so she followed my wife, and, and and my wife was like, "Oh my god, I I finally have like a celebrity follower." And I was like, "Oh, who is it?" And she's like Terry Seymour, and I was like, "Oh, Simon Cowell's ex ex girlfriend, like from Extra." And he, she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." 
And uh, like she posted something like about our child or something, and Terry Seymour stopped following her. My wife obsessed about it for like two or three weeks, where she was just like, "I don't understand." Why, oh yeah, you'll why go Terry full into it. Celebrity <laughs> will do that. That's Hollywood. <laughs> That's a great. That would be a great sketch of like somebody weird unfollowing you, and then you tracking them down to the nth of the world. That would be good to understand why good. it's like, hey, why why the fuck did you unfollow me, man? Like. Make them sit down, like tie them up in a basement, make them watch all your video. Which one was That's it? That's good. Yeah. I'm going to make that a tiny. Yeah. You show, it's like, hey, which one was it? But show me which video it was. And you could do it nonlinear to reveal what it is, reveal the reason halfway through the torture. Oh, God, it'd be great. And then, like, maybe you show some, uh, some, some cam footage from like a convenience store, like the moment they yeah. clicked unfollow. Like so, you know where they were, and you're like, "Hey, man, you were at a Carabas." Immediately. Yeah, you were you were in a Carabas. You were halfway through a small Caesar, and you unfollowed my my account. Why? Why'd you do this? Yeah. <laughs> hey, why'd you do that? <laughs> so creepy. And then you just consistently like terrorize them for the rest of the 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 minute, um, or just end their life. That, why why not, man? Fuck if they if they hop on a bicycle, end it and their whole fucking life, their whole existence. Oh, yeah. Um well listen man, this was a fucking blast. I shit, I could yeah, talk I, I could so talk to you fun. for fucking hours, man. Um yeah. I tell you what, will you come back and do the show after the movie's done? Let me know. I'm curious because yeah, yeah. this is your first feature, right? It's my first feature. I mean, technically I did that mockumentary, but let's yeah, it's my first feature. Let's okay. not call that. Yeah. So I come back afterwards. I would be real curious as to I'll be all gray and exhausted and Oh, just, yeah. I, I mean, just absolutely spent after it. Because um, the first. But I will for sure, man. The first 48 hours after you finish, you'll sleep like a midget on Quaaludes. I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go see my mom and just like have her hold me. Yeah. And <laughs> like watch, uh, just watch Bravo for a few days. After you drag that footage over to nine different drives because you're paranoid yeah. your house is going to burn down and you're going right. to lose all your whole movie. Um, yeah, I'm doing that on set. I mean, I'm crazy with stuff like that. Oh yeah, with like DIT and all that shit. You have to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have to be because if you the lose, worst of it, man. same, same, and it's uh, oh boy. There's nothing darker than that when when it's just like, hey, I'm that footage didn't drag over. I, I don't understand. Do you tell me right. I just lost that shot? Yeah. yeah, I've lost a whole short film that I really liked just dropping a hard drive. And I was I knew it immediately. I was like, that felt way too fucking hard. You're kidding. And just gone. Oh, I was just like, man. Eh, I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm done. Yeah. That that's that's one where you almost end your life over, or you know, or the person who did yeah. it. Uh, right. In which case well, it, was it was you. Me, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that you could have talked me off that ledge if I'd if I'd have lost something I shot. Well, it was a short film, so it's like whatever. But hey, man, I, I was like, "This is a sign. I got to make a feature. This is a sign. Stop yeah. with this whole short film thing." Look, the other night I was backstage at a, a Post Malone concert, and uh, somebody fucked up a photo with Twenty One Savage. Um, that was it was blurry, and I went back and I said, "Hey, man, what? Why the fuck did you do? Like, retake this picture. Retake it." Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was blurry yeah it was blurry so i can't imagine losing an entire short i don't that like that's it fuse lit boom like the whole place is yeah. burning down yeah exactly 
I'm, I'm setting fire to the rain. Well, dude, uh, best of luck with the movie, man. I appreciate Thank being you so on the much. show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude, I'm a, I'm a diehard fan of your channel, and uh, I'm super stoked about this movie coming out. Okay, well, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. I'll awesome. be back. <laughs> All right, man. Best of luck, right, Tyler. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.